Before we begin our show, I have an exciting announcement to make. As some of you may know, my team and I have been working hard to grow Asia's podcasting scene. We are proud to share with you our key event of the year, the Asia Podcast Awards and Summit, the first ever to take place in Asia. If you host a podcast show, why not nominate it for the Asia Podcast Awards? There are five major categories up for competition, which are business, education, entertainment, technology, and Asia's best. Get recognized and appreciated by your podcast fans. Winners will be announced at the Asia Podcast Summit, happening on the 9th and 10th of November. Best of all, it's entirely free to join. Nominate your show today at asiapodcastawards.com. That is asiapodcastawards.com. Let's get on with the show. So I think it's all a question. You can talk to reach the masses, but when it comes to what you like, what your interests, what your strengths and your weaknesses, you will find that community online that will support you no matter what. I believe we live in an amazing world and I, I believe that people today are connecting and there's a lot of empathy online, that's what I see. There's today things happening in the world and people are reacting very positively. You see a lot of uh, community raising to help, you know, causes and to help people that they don't know. Hello, welcome to the Leaders of Learning podcast. I'm your host, Ling Ling. The Leaders of Learning podcast is a show that explores learning in the 21st century with educators, leaders, and entrepreneurs from around the world. Check out our website on www.leadersoflearning.asia. You can also follow us on our social media on Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. are social creatures. According to Yuval Noah Harari, author of Sapiens, we have climbed rapidly to the top of the food chain because of our ability to communicate and cooperate. In the past decade, our attention has shifted from our physical space to our screens. It's common to see people at dinners or dates quietly tapping away at their mobile devices, or families retreating to their devices and scroll endlessly at social media feed. Are we no longer as social as before? In recent years, social media suffered setbacks because of their data breaches and fake content. There is a growing anti-social media movement where people opt to disable or delete their accounts entirely. For many, this is not an option. Many heavily rely on social media for work or business. Is there a better way of reaping the benefits of social media without being enslaved by it? To help us answer these questions is Marie Nadal Sharma, the founder and director of Them, You and Me, a digital marketing agency guiding businesses through digital transformation. She strives to demystify digital marketing and uses friendly words to explain technology and all things digital. Welcome, Marie. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you, Ling Ling? Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for joining us today. Can you share with us a little bit about your journey and how did you get to where you are today with them, you and me? So my name is Marie Nadal Charmam from France. I was living in Singapore where I met you for almost five years and I recently moved to Melbourne in Australia. So always been, um, I say, passionate about creativity and human connection. And I got into the field of digital marketing and social media a few years back and decided to open my agency to help, I would say, people and company around me to just demystify uh, digital marketing and help them in the social media journey. Excellent. So from your opinion, how has social media changed our lives? So it has changed, I think, the life of so many people all over the world. And I think it has changed the way we communicate and we interact with each other. I always looked at it as a very positive thing um, because it gives us the possibility to connect with people I think we will have never be able to meet otherwise. Not only the new, but also all connections. I think all of us um, have been having friends from university, all colleagues that we really connected with at some point in our lives. The problem, everybody starts moving, you know, far away. So it's amazing to have today a digital space and social media to help you connect with people online when you cannot meet them face-to-face as much as you wish to. So for me, it's been really making things better because it gives you no community online and people being able to share ideas, interests, join, you know, their own tribes with people that have their own, you know, way of thinking, the same mindset. So for me, it's really a way to access news, but make your voice, you know, grow, I would say, have a wider reach when it comes to who you talk to and how many people you can talk to. It's also important to learn about social media because there are so many tools out there from Twitter to Facebook to Instagram. I mean, to be able to create an account on one of the social media, you need time to learn the tool itself and learn how to engage with it. Why do you think it's important to learn about social media and how to use it? Because for me, it's not a question anymore for some people if you should be on social media, whatever it's personal or for business. The point is, is how you can use it really well and how you can make it work based on your goals and objectives. On a personal point of view, I believe it's important to understand what to do and not to do. Not to some people, you know, need social media, you know, for interaction. It's a good way not to feel isolated and to have a voice, you know, out there because they help realize that you're not alone in a specific situation. And there may be so many other people going through the same thing, doing the same thing you like to do or having to share, you know, insights, inputs about everything, having an answer to your questions, which sometimes when you go offline to a networking event, it's not easy to be the one person, you know, speaking up. You need to be really brave and not being shy. So on that point, it's important. But for me, it reduces communication barriers. So the more you learn how to use it and how to use it well, which platform is good for you, which tool can help you monitor, it really helps, you know, moving forward. I know some people are quite afraid of using social media because when you scroll through the different social media feed, you see different kinds of posts of people taking selfie, people taking food, people in different yoga poses. And for some people that I know of, when they see posts like that, they go like, oh, this is really not like me. I don't think I'm the kind of person who will do like a selfie in a sexy pose or I'll do, I'll take photograph of my food and show it to the rest of the world. But I believe these are kind of like the misconceptions of using social media, because not everyone uses social media as a vanity tool. What do you think you see are the common myths and misconceptions of using social media? 
a few years back when I started the journey, I'm a people person. So people were telling me, you're starting the social media online journey. And uh, basically, social media is destroying in the ways the social skill and it's replacing offline relationship. And I remember I started laughing because for me, it's the opposite. So the myth that uh, social media is going against, you know, people connection, I think completely the opposite. I think it gives us the possibility to connect with people online and take the relationship offline when we feel there's a connection. Another myth that often I hear is that people online don't tell the truth, that there's a lot of like this fake news and, yeah. and there is, it happens. But I think in the, I'm a very positive person and I believe that people, uh, social media gave you the possibility to be, to be truthful and to be authentic. And it's all about not comparing yourself to what another person is doing. I believe in being inspired and looking at it in a positive attitude, but it doesn't mean you have to start doing it yourself as well. And uh, another one was that people basically, um, you cannot control your social media presence. So people are scared because they see once I'm out there, when people know about me, when they can see my picture, I have no control about that. But there's a way to control social media and to only tell people what you want to share. It's all about the way you you understand, you know, what to say, what not to say about your privacy and who you are as a person. I'd like to ask you more about the first common myth you just shared, which is about how social media is not eroding our social skills, but rather it is enhancing it. Can you share more about how is it, are we able to become more social with social media? Because Social skills, it has to be face-to-face. It has to be one-to-one. I meet you. We have a conversation over coffee, tea, or happy hour or something. But social media, you cannot do that. When you have a conversation, it's a few chats here and there. So how is that a myth that social media helps to enhance social skill rather than erode it? Because I think people can be, you can be selective with the people you decide to talk to and you really can push the conversation forward. I think what's very important is to wonder at some point, us. Just like me, for example, what is it that you're going to bring to the other person? How are you going to be able to help someone online into answering certain questions or doubts that may have or just someone having to share? And there's really a way to push, you know, the relationship forward and not having just some back and forth. Uh, yes, no, maybe. Um, I met a lot of people online that are really connected, you know, uh, being able to talk to them and exchange, you know, tip and best practices or things that happen about places I went to, a situation of experiences that I went through in my life. So I think it's all a question. You can talk to reach the masses, but when it comes to what you like, what's your interests, what's your strengths and your weaknesses, you will find that community online that will support you no matter what. It takes time, but I believe this is really the point where when you go to a networking event, it's also even if not everybody has social skills. And I know some people are shy and it's very difficult for them to go to networking and start talking to strangers. I believe like online, it's easier behind your computer or on your phone to talk to someone or to voice out what you agree with, what you disagree, and having the people that will basically really start a real conversation with you. So in a in a sense, social media is actually helping people who are afraid of a face-to-face conversation, who feel awkward at networking events to help them start conversations with people that they want to start conversations with. Yes, I think it helps not to feel so isolated. Yeah, definitely. Because at least the person who feels awkward speaking to another person face to face, they can put in the thought that they need to put in before they send the message across to make that connection. I also believe social media is a place where if people send you the right messages, that can open relationships and connections to 
if I think of my social media profile and I'm beginning to learn how to use my social media tools because I thought it was just as easy as, you know, posting one line about what I'm doing. Oh, I'm going to the store. <laughs> oh, I'm using the toilet or something. But now it's completely changed and evolved, right? <laughs> so if like you're a shy and awkward person, and you want to reach the out to someone you don't know, it's a lot easier to say, hey, I, I love what you're doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. I've got some questions I need to ask you about. It's a lot easier to do that online than it is in person, if I'm hearing that correctly. <laughs> yeah. So having someone in a small city, in a very isolated part of the world, having a passion, I don't know, to create jewelry, thinking that nobody will know what they do. And suddenly they have an account on Instagram and the entire world starts knowing who they are and liking what they do. So for me, the reach, you know, it's all about connection and, but it's like everything, the way we live also offline. It's the kind of relationship we want to have and the people we really connect with, the one we want to spend most of our time with, or the one that we feel like we don't want to do that. I think it's the same online in a, with, on a different platform. Is it as easy as you say, if you are a jewelry maker and you create an Instagram account, you just put stuff online and people will start connecting with you. Is it as easy as you say it is? Or are there steps or things that we need to think about? Yeah, for me, and that's maybe another miss, it's not easy. Like what you mentioned, things have been changing the way. I think there's rules and way to do it. What I believe that everything is possible. And some of the, the biggest success stories, you know, starting with one person at some point, you know, really sharing what they were co going through, putting a picture of the, the design they just did and slowly building that community. It takes time. I think people are expecting... Um, shortcuts and overnight solution because we're thinking social media, we're thinking 10,000 people, you know, in one shot. But at the end of the day, you want quality over the quantity and quality takes time. The same way you have some friends that been knowing you for years and they will always, you know, be in your life. You know, it's the same on social media. People will basically look at what you do, look the way you mention things, what you talk about. You need to build a trust. So whatever it's personal or for business, it's a long-term process, but you need to show up and be your own authentic self for people to really understand who you are and what you do for them to connect with you and, you know, whatever it's into who you are as a person or for your product or services. But it takes time. For me, nothing is easy. It's just a way to understand where you are today and what you, you wish to accomplish, you know, with a social media presence. I like your comparison with building social connections online to building relationships offline because in the real world, if you want to have good quality relationships, you have to spend time with people. It doesn't just happen with, you know, in networking events, we just exchange business cards and the relationship doesn't, you know, continue that way after exchanging business cards. You have to put in effort to get to know the other person for the other person to get to know you. And it sounds like online, on social media, you have to do the same too in order to create that quality connection. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. You know when they tell you before you start being anyone online or selling anything, you need to understand who you're talking to. It's all about without getting into something too complicated and getting into that what who's your audience and the target audience. But what it means if you're into travel and you're hoping to really, I will say, build a community of people passionate about travel, you want to make sure that the people in front of you that you talk to, the one you engage the conversation are all about travel. You will never connect with people that maybe don't really feel like traveling or don't have travel as a priority on, on their list. So it's the same, you know, for social, the same way you will connect with people offline 
liking to dance or liking to do photography or foodies, it's the same online. It's finding, you know, the people that are interested by the same thing you're interested, you know, in. So you, you guys can share best practices and share, I would say, recipes or the best addresses, you know, when you go to Paris or things like that. So you need to know, mm-hmm. talk to, you need to make sure that you know your followers, you know the tribe online the same way you connect with people offline. For me, it's very similar. I think where there's a misconception is that people think because it's online, it's faster, it's easy, it's more people. But for me, you have to really concentrate on quality. And it's better to have 50 people you connect with on a daily basis and you get something really real of value from that than having thousands followers where you don't know who the persons are on the other side. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work, doesn't it? Because in real life, it does take a lot of time and effort to be connected and build a relationship or a friendship with someone. But online, it sounds like you need to do the same too, except that they're not physically with you, but you still need to put in a lot of time and effort to get to know the other person and for the other person to get to know you. It is, you know, but I think it's all, um, if you are comfortable also doing it and it becomes a little bit um, part of your everyday life, I think what's important is that we tend to be spending much more time, all of us on a phone and in front of the computer. So it comes to then understanding how much can we take in and how much can we spend, you know, online. And then when it's about building the community, then it gets easier to send, you know, um, messages because you reach more people. And when it comes to, um, I will say building a long-term relationship at the end of the day, what I believe that you start online and then the relationship you have, the I will say responsibility to take the relationship offline. So it comes to the point where you really connect with someone like what happened, for example, with me, with a lot of people who started talking a lot online and, and then ideally at some point we met for a coffee and a croissant and then it, they become offline relationship. That's the beauty of it. So can you take me through how you do that? How do you create the connection online? What are the steps you take? And then how do you build that relationship so that the other person is comfortable to meet you offline? To go back to what I mentioned, it's all about goals. You know, some people, you know, I will not want to maybe make more friends or will say, okay, I'm comfortable already with the network that I have. And I just want to be reaching to more people. And that's what it is. I believe that there's so much to learn from so many other people, you know, from different culture, different interests, different everything, you know, in life. So for me, one word is to be aware of what's happening and to make time. I think we all been so busy all those years. It's just that it comes to making a priority with the person that you think you really want to make that extra step to take the relationship offline because you, you want to make time because you feel that there's something to build or there's a connection that can go further, whatever it's a new friendship or a partnership or whatever it is. But for me, it's all about being really aware of the person, you know, in front of us, even if it's online and then making the time to connect offline. It's, uh, it really comes to that because there's so much to learn from uh, offline relationship. It's just that how much time we all have to make more of them. So that's why awareness is very important. I think that's a really good point because not everyone is authentic online. Not everyone shows their true self online. So when they communicate with you online, you don't necessarily have the right understanding of who they are and what they want until you meet them offline. But 
even before you meet them offline, you have to be aware of the kind of yes. person they are and whether it is the kind of connection you want to continue to foster and take it offline because you don't, you cannot take all online connections offline. And I think that's the power of social media where, you know, you can actually filter or select, be selective of the kind of people you want to connect with and put in the effort so that you can create that connection online and then take it offline. Yeah, that's exactly where the filter is so important. We always know when we have that feeling that things, you know, in a way will work out and we cannot connect with everybody. And for me, there's nothing like wrong about trying because sometimes we don't know and we never know. You never know until you try, but sometimes there's that feeling where depending on where we are, you know, in our life, whatever on the personal or the professional level, you will know the kind, you know, of person that you want to really take the relationship further. And there will be those questions and that I would say transparency and honesty to really talk to the other person, understanding where they're coming from, how you can help them, how they can help you. So that, that really honesty to start, that's the best way to start, you know, any new relationship anyway. And that's possible online when you can ask the right question. I think as long as we approach a new connection with transparency and honesty, and we hope that the other person will also mirror it as well. <laughs> yes. But at the end, social media is people. It's social. And whatever it's online or offline, we will spend our entire life getting to know people. And people change on the way. So even if you had connection of life that were very good, things change. We all change. So it may be that a relationship 10 years ago is not, you know, having any place in our life today. And it's okay. Things, you know, happen. And so it's all about giving uh, people and social chance and hoping for the best. And then if things don't work out, it's all okay. I think we all always get a, a way to learn from, you know, any relationship, whatever it's online or offline. It's a really good point you brought up because the initial intention of social media is to stay in touch with friends and family as we start to become mobile in the world, as we have the ability to move to different places, to stay in touch with each other. And then social media became part of a lot of people's lives where this is where I put myself out there. I put my business out there. I put my strengths and my careers and my achievements out there. And it becomes a place where people do business, people do work. But the original intent is really to stay in touch with people and follow them along their life journey. And you are right to say that people do change. Um, we're not the same person as when we were connected offline. And when we're online again, we stay in touch and we come back offline. We might meet a different person, but at least we've seen the other person's journey. And I think we never know at the end. I think we, all of us have been surprised uh, in some point of our life about a friendship that started when we were least expecting it. And at the same time, some friendship that didn't, you know, continue in, in time. I think we keep learning and that's where we social, we learn maybe faster. We learn with many more people. But for me, as long as this authenticity about knowing yourself and what you want to get out of social media, you can just, it's okay at the end. Yeah. People change and we change too. Yes. And it's a good thing. It is. If we don't change, that means we're not learning. We're not evolving. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So, so what if I'm the kind of person who has a social media account and everything, but all the while, all I've been doing is just reading other people's social media feed. And after listening to this episode, and I hope our listeners feel the same way, I feel like I want to take control of my social media. I want to leverage on my social connections. And I want to be able to take the advantage of connecting with people that, you know, I wouldn't have the chance to connect with offline. 
And this account of mine or this social media presence of mine is quite bare. I don't have as many connections. I don't have as many photographs or I don't have as many posts. What do you think are the things that I need to consider in order to build my social media presence so I can make the right social connections? So to start with, I will start things you're interested in. Whatever it could be to start mm -hmm. connecting with people um, they're interested in the same thing what I mentioned earlier, because it's um, it's a nice breaker when you get to know someone that maybe has even one thing in common with you, you can at least start talking about that. Everything, people talk about social media platforms sometimes with a, with a mess. It doesn't have to be all of them. It can be only one platform where you get your followers to connect with you on one platform. It's easier to manage one platform than being everywhere on Pinterest, on Twitter, on Facebook, mm -hmm. on Instagram. And the best way would be to do those filter and to decide, you know, a little bit like when you have um, a list of uh, to do and not to do, when you, you start balancing and monitoring what's around you, it's easier to set limits into what you want to do, how many people you want to connect with. But most important for me is the time you want to spend on social media, because it's very important to be aware and having that self-control not to spend too much time on it. Because the if you spend too much time with too many people, you won't have the right amount of time with the right people. So it's very important to have that awareness to know how to use your time and to use it well. And you mentioned earlier that people tend to to scroll, you know, indefinitely. And we mentioned something about learning. Social media is the good thing you know, until you keep learning about things around you, whatever it's um, a new area or whatever you learn about someone, you get inspired, you know, something that comes to your mind that you will have maybe never thought about. All of that matter when you grow your online presence, you know, it's a little bit like when you have a strategy and understanding what is it I want to do? Do I want to put a selfie of myself doing yoga or do I want to put, you know, my breakfast, you know, during the weekend, it's something I don't want to do. And I don't want, I want to do something else. It's very important back to the authenticity to post and share what you're comfortable posting and sharing. So there's no that feeling that social media is controlling you. You can definitely control it, but it's all about awareness again. You mentioned about authenticity a few times, and I think on social media, it's not so easy to be authentic because at least for me, maybe because of the generation I was born, it's a lot easier to be authentic in person. Whereas in social media, you have the ability to curate, you have the ability to think about what you put online. So therefore, sometimes the stuff you put online is not really authentically you. So how can you create a social media that is authentic or how do you project authenticity on your social media? I think it's about your messages. It's about what is it that you want to share? Because at the end, we all come down to that. When we put a picture or when we write a caption or when you do a video, you want to share something. You want to tell something to the world, to your followers. So it's very important to understand what is it that you want to share? What is it that you want to bring value? And what is it that what you want to tell people you think is going to have an emotional or social impact? What is it that you, you can teach them because everybody is unique and everybody has something to teach to someone else. The things that you know that I have no idea about and things that I can help we with to get better at something. So for me, this is how you share and authenticity come into knowing what you want to do and being really, um, honest with yourself, but you know, the, your own, uh, I would say capacities to share something with the world. 
it's very important. And that's what authenticity is. Some people are not comfortable to share a picture of themselves or having a selfie or doing video. And I tell them it's okay. I tell them to find their own leverage and their own way to communicate, you know, and make them comfortable because social media and posting on social media should not be stressful then, you know, we lose the purpose, you know, of it all. It should be, it should come more naturally and thinking, you know, I'm comfortable sharing this point. And it's okay if people read or see that about me. I'm completely comfortable with that. If there's a hesitation, and that's what sometimes I tell, often I tell people, then it's better not to do it. If there's that doubt saying, I'm not sure I want to post or share this. So it comes to that small strategy and a self-audit or assessment to understand what is it that I want to, I want to share online. And I believe when we think about the message that we want to share online, some of us are not even aware of what kind of messages we want to share. So that's where some self-reflection needs to be done before we create our authentic profile online. It will be the same if you arrive to a networking or a workshop and people ask you to introduce yourself and you see people, uh, it's not easy and it's something very daunting, you know, for a lot of people to, to do, but you think about it before. Most of the time people will ask you to prepare your speech. It's not that it's controlled. It's just that it helps you having the flow of your thoughts and idea being very clear. So you know what you're going to tell, you know, people, how you're going to say it so we can have the impact that you wish it will have. But that's, I think we, we all learning better about that with social media. How do you express? It's really about expressing yourself in the best possible way. I love the way you summarize it. Social media is a way for us to express ourselves in the best possible way. Yes. <laughs> that's a very good way to, to summarize it. Do you have any advice for our listeners if they choose to, you know, start leveraging their social connections so that they can take it offline? Any final advice for them? I have a few, (laughs) if I still have time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please share, please share. Okay, so the first one, which is easy because I will completely, um, it's for me, but I'm sure it's applied to a lot of people. Don't use social media when you first wake up and when you go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) That is so hard. It's the hardest things for all of us. Even when there's some people that say, oh no, I'm very good. I don't look at Instagram in the morning and I don't look at Facebook videos at night. We all do it, but it's all come with the territory to back to having control and finding a balance. I think social media is nothing different from anything else in life. It's to be used with moderation. You know what they say that too much of anything tends to have the opposite effect. So it should be a positive thing. And to be a positive thing, it's very important to be in control and to be aware. So I will advise everyone. I started doing it maybe a year and a half ago, and it was a big switch for me. It's to monitor the time that I spend online. Because I think all of us, if I tell you, you know, Ling Ling, how much time do you spend, you know, on social media? And you will tell me, oh, I think maybe an hour or two, you know. And when people really check, they realize that most of the time it's 60 or 50% more than what they thought they'd be spending. And there's a big like, oh my God, I spent five hours, you know, on Instagram this week. <laughs> so it's very important to monitor. And what's also important is privacy. In order not to be scared of what you share on social media is to just, you know, check the privacy, check the picture going out there, you know, things about your, your phone numbers, things that you feel maybe you don't want the entire world to know about. So look at your privacy before starting anything. It's good to see what you can um, 
handle and what you cannot, turn off notification and disconnect any account that maybe have a negative, you know, outlook or don't make you feel so good. It's okay to just remove them. Just, you know, have those filters and those lists that you really, when you arrive on your social media platform, whatever it may be, it's all positive. It's all the account that makes you happy with amazing colors, you know, inspirational quotes or the last book you have to read or you feel you're going to learn something new about another industry, just, you know, think about all of that. So not in the morning, not at night, and then, you know, monitor and privacy. It's very important. Thank you so much for all your advice on how to take social connections offline and the benefits that it will bring to our life and the life of others. So if our listeners like to know more about you or like to get in touch with you, how can they do so? On Instagram, you know, because that's uh, my favorite platform. It's all visual and I think it's a very positive one. Or via email, you know, um, whatever they decide or, you know, marinadal at themyouandme.com. But the platform works well because it gives them a way to get to know me better. So at least it will be easier for them to reach out because they will feel like they already know me when they start sending the first message. Excellent. I believe we live in an amazing world and I've, I believe that people today are connecting and there's a lot of empathy online. That's what I see. There's today things happening in the world and people are reacting very positively. You see a lot of uh, community raising to help, you know, causes and to help people that they don't know. And they start, you know, helping strangers online and having, you know, bringing help or giving things, the time or whatever it is. So it's all positive. So I think we all have a responsibility to protect, you know, that human relationship come what may. Wherever it is online or offline, we need to be aware of who is around us and we need to reach out and talk to anyone because you never know at the end of the day who's on the other side. That's right. You'll never know. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Marie. Appreciate having you on the show. Thank you for having me, Ling Ling. That was Marie Nadal Sharma, founder of Them, You and Me, a digital marketing agency. We spoke about leveraging your social connections and building them offline. In our next episode, we will speak to Rohit Basi, a TEDx and global professional speaker who has inspired many to succeed. We will discuss about executive presence. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast or wherever you download your podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. If you believe this podcast show will help a friend or family, please share this episode with them via social media or your podcast app. I'm your host, Ling Ling. Thank you for listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast. Podcast.